0: Welcome to With You Every Step, the solo travel podcast that explores, explains, and hopefully inspires you to travel the world by yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Lee. Welcome back to With You Every Step. Now, if you love wine, then this episode is for you. I love wine, (laughs) so it's actually for me too, and I had a great time getting information and getting all the stuff I needed to do this episode for you. I have heard so much about the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. It's about two and a half-ish hours north of Sydney, but I've never been there. I have been to the Victorian wine regions and some in other countries, but I haven't actually been to too many around Australia. I still want to explore the Barossa in South Australia and Margaret River in Western Australia. So it's about, like I said, a two and a half hour drive north of Sydney in New South Wales. There are different ways of exploring the hunter. There are guided bus day trips from Sydney. We considered doing this, but I really wanted to see more than just two, three, four wineries, which is what kind of happens on these day trips that you end up doing. And then you may also see like a cheese and a chocolate shop, which is kind of the way those tours go. It's always really busy because then you're in a big group. So you're not really getting one-on-one time. I wanted to experience as much wine as I could in a short amount of time. My friend and I decided to stay up there for two nights and spend one whole day drinking wine (laughs) just to test it out so I could explain to you where you should go and what you should do. Something I didn't realize is firstly how many wineries there actually is in the Hunter. There is around 163 cellar doors in the Hunter Valley. I was going with my friend. She'd been many times before, but I have never been. And so she was a little bit more aware, and she's from Sydney, so she's a little bit more aware of the hunter than I am. I really had no idea and I didn't know what to expect at all. So we looked at options on how we thought would be the best way to try and see as many wineries in a short amount of time. We looked at maybe hiring a bike and then riding in between the the wineries. Personally, I know some people that have done it. It's not for me. I haven't ridden a bike since I was a kid because I had a crash and I got really scared and I got this scar on my back from it. So anyway, I'm slightly traumatized from my previous events from riding bikes. But I like the idea of kind of riding out in the open and going from winery to winery. But then if you have too many wines, what happens? Your drink Driving a bike, which is still illegal. So we had to come up with something else. What about if we just walk from winery to winery? And my friend laughed at me. She was like, uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen because they're actually really far away from each other and it's country roads. So the properties are big. Oh, okay. All right. So that's not an option. We can't walk. Don't want to drink and ride a bike because that's not the safest option either. Also, it's quite hilly, so that would be hard work. You get to each winery, you're really sweaty, and I didn't know how much I would be drinking, and I just wanted the safest way to see as many wineries without a designated driver. So my friend also said, oh, she could drive, but we just wanted to relax and enjoy the day together and not have one person try the wines and one not. We really both love wine, so we really did want to taste them. We found the best way. IHOP Bus Tours. It's a hop-on and hop-off bus service for the hunter. Firstly, I called and spoke with Christy to ask some of my dumb questions that I had. She was amazing. (laughs) She didn't make me feel like they were dumb questions, which I kind of thought they were, but I still wanted to ask them and just be sure. Firstly, I just asked about availability for the day that we were hoping to go up there. And she said their website actually has a live availability update. So when you go on to the actual date that you're interested in, it will tell you how many spots are available, which I thought was great because often, I don't know if you've had this with accommodation. I've had this a lot with Airbnb where I go on to the date I book it, say, yes, I've got this sorted. And then they come back to you and go, oh, sorry, we're booked already. And you go, (laughs) great. Back to starting point. So anyway, I wanted to ring, find out if that was the case, because we had one day in particular that we could only really do the IHOP tour. So we were going to go out for two nights, but we only had the one day. So we really wanted to make sure that they were available for that day. I asked about where we can put our purchases. So if we love wine, we want to buy wine, what do we do with it? She said the bus that you end up with is the same bus all day. And so I was a bit confused on how this worked. I was like, how does this IHOP bus work? Like I know the hop on and hop off buses around the cities that major cities have as a tourist attraction. I know how they kind of work, but this I was a little bit confused, but I'm going to explain it to you because this is my absolute recommendation if you are planning to try and see as many places as possible. So she explained that the same bus picks you up and drops you off at the end of the day. So that means that your purchases will be safe on the bus. So what our driver ended up doing was just writing our name on the bags because they normally put it in a paper bag for each bottle that you buy. And he had a box and he just put it into our box. So it was great. We didn't have to worry about carrying anything. It was safe and it was on the bus and we didn't have to worry about it. The bus also drops you off and picks you up from the same location. That was my other question that I had was about how it picks you up and where you need to be picked up from. It is all on the website. I'm just a little bit special needs sometimes when it comes to things like that. So I just prefer to talk to somebody and actually be able to have them answer my questions because I do find some things a bit confusing They are not confusing to the normal person, but to me, it is. And she was great. She was totally understanding. She really talked me through everything. She was fabulous. I would recommend booking accommodation before booking the IHOP if you're planning to stay there because they need to know your starting point. We stayed at the Mikua Hunter. It was beautiful. The rooms were huge and there was two super, super comfy beds. The shower was seriously one of the best showers I have ever had. I'm not joking. Even better than my shower at home. And my shower at home is pretty amazing. It had two heads, two shower heads. No, it didn't have two heads. Like don't have like a vision of two heads coming out of the shower. It had two shower heads. And so the pressure was so good. And I had both of them on because I couldn't not do it. It was so nice. The only problem was though, massive problem, trying to get the temperature on both of them exactly the same. I know, tough. I could have actually stayed in that shower for a really, really long time. Lucky for them, breakfast is only served until a certain time, and I didn't want to miss out on the buffet breakfast. It is not included in the room rate. Right? They do have a huge variety, <laughs> including Gluten-free cornflakes. I was impressed. Yes, I'm a gluten-free person, not because I choose it, because I have to be. For me, breakfast is really hard at most places because normally what they give you is toast or I am also allergic to eggs and milk, so it makes it tough for brekkie. So, yeah, I was really happy. They ended up having uh, some other stuff that I could end up using instead of milk. So it was great. I ended up having a beautiful breakfast. We walked over to the location where we were going to be picked up from, from the IHOP bus tour. It was IHOP 6, which was the shopping village at the Hunter Valley Gardens. HOP 6 will make sense if you check out their website and see the map that they have. So I will put all of the links below so you can go check out what I'm talking about and it will make sense. It's really a great map. I personally, like I said earlier, I found it a little confusing but that was just me. My friend did not struggle with it at all and she thought it was hilarious that I was really confused with it. Anyway, we were a little bit nervous that we wouldn't be able to find the bus stop so we got there a little bit early. It took just literally like two minutes to walk there. It was right next door to where we were staying and straight away we saw a big sign that can't be missed and during the booking process... It actually asks you what time for pickup and where, which you can work out from their map. The locations and bus arrival times is all on their website as well. So we were there for a 10.33 a.m. pickup. Sure enough, Tim, super Tim, picked us up right on time. He took a few minutes to introduce himself and find out a little bit about us and about what we wanted to get out of our day. He asked us about the type of wines that we like and what we were interested in seeing. And we told Tim, we are leaving it up to you for your suggestions as I had no idea. And my friend was just like, let's just go with the flow. So I'm so glad that we did though, because his suggestions were spot on. The first stop wasn't too far away. It was Hop 7, which was Pepper's Creek. There was a bunch of cellar doors. We went to the first place in the row of storefronts, just like it was like a small little shop front really, and there was a few shops there. So I really wouldn't have realised that they were cellar doors, but you're in the Hunter. So pretty much everything is a cellar door. So we just picked the first one thinking that we would end up going maybe to the next few and we decided that we wanted to be back on the bus by eleven twenty-seven. That was our pickup. So Tim had explained to us how it works and said, I'll be there to pick you up at that time. If you choose, you want to stay longer at this location, you're having a great time. No stress. You just stay there. You don't even have to actually tell me I'll just come. If you're not on the bus by that time, I'm out skis. I'm like, okay great. We did want to be back in the hour though, because we wanted to try and get in as many places as possible in our day. So the first place we stopped at, like I said, was the first shop in the row of shops, well, the first cellar door, I should call it. And it was Commons & Co. We walked in and the best thing about not being on an organized tour means we were the only people in there. And it was like a.m. So it's not like a really big time for wine tasting for people on a Friday. Now, absolutely, this was Friday. This was not Saturday. Massive, massive difference, weekday to weekend. I'll explain more about that a little bit later. But there is a huge difference. Luke was there and he was ready to serve us some wine and we were ready to taste. Now, Luke is very quiet. He's not loud. He's not fancy. But he was honest, smart, and so knowledgeable. And he taught me something that I had never heard before. I am not a red wine drinker at all. I don't like the tannin. I don't like that that it does to your mouth after you drink it. I really struggle with it. I've tried and tried and tried. My palate just isn't mature enough. So Luke was chatting with me, asking me questions. I basically told him all of that, that I just told you. And then in his nice, quiet way, he just quietly walked off to the fridge, got some cheese, chopped it up, brought it over, said, you eat cheese? I said, yes, I do. So he gave me some cheese. He told me to eat it and then try the wine again. I was very sceptical. I'm like, Luke, what are you talking about? This ain't going to work. I still don't like red. Anyway, I tried the red and I was mind blown. It was delicious. And bam, the tannin disappears. And all I can taste now is the red wine. My eyes were lit up like a kid in a candy store. A whole new world had just opened up to me. (gasps) Can I now drink red wine? Luke looked at me and was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. You just need to pair it with a protein. No matter what protein it is, it gets rid of tannin. Did you know that? I can't believe I never knew that. I am nearly close to 40 and no one has ever told me that tannin can disappear if you have a protein with it. As simple as cheese. I love cheese and wine. Who doesn't leave cheese and wine? But I've never had it with a red because I don't drink red because I don't like tannin. Oh, mind blown. So if you don't know already, I like to talk. And Luke then became my best friend. So me and Luke, we're besties forever. My friend ended up buying a bottle of wine from there because their wine is quite nice too. And we didn't get charged for a tasting fee. I think if you didn't if you didn't buy a bottle, you may pay $5 per person. A lot of the wineries, it's up to the discretion of the person serving you, basically, if they want to charge you a fee or not. And that isn't also a question that I asked Christy at the start, if she knew what wineries charged or not. And she basically said the same thing, that it just depends on the winery. It depends on who's serving you. And it depends on if you purchase or not. If you purchase, it normally comes off the bottle or they won't charge you that fee if you buy a bottle. So we looked at the time and we thought, okay, Luke, you've been grand, but it's time for us to move on. So we quickly thought we'd go over to David Hook Wines. So I'm going to give every winery that I went to a rating out of five. And if you can't guess already, Cummins & Co, five stars. Luke, besties for life. You've won me over. Luke, you've made my heart warm. It's rosy red right now. So we left Common & Co's and we thought that we would have time to get one more cheeky tasting in before it was time for Tim to pick us up. So we thought, oh, I'll get one more in. So we went over to David Hook Wines. There was a couple in there already having a tasting and the lady was lovely that was serving us. She was really good, but she was a little slow. And we were on a time frame. not that she really knew this, like we did mention it, but we didn't tell her how long we had because at that point we weren't really paying attention and we were just a little bit excited still. So the lady was really thorough and she was actually spending a bit more time with a couple that were already there, which fair enough, that's fine. We don't mind, but it just means it was a little bit slow. And we only ended up having half the tasting and Then we noticed that Tim was already there and we didn't want to miss the bus. So we just said to her, oh, no, we've got to run. She charged us $10 per person for the tasting. We didn't even have a full tasting. I don't even know if we got halfway through, to be honest with you. We were planning the next day to go back to anywhere that we may have wanted to go back to. Charging us $10 per person, sorry, knocked you out. So we didn't go back there. And that left a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth. $5 per person I would have been happy with, but 20 bucks for half a tasting that we really didn't even get much out of. Yeah, I think it was a bit rich. I would be aware of the winery charges, like the tasting fee charges, and we didn't pay attention that that was $10 before we started. And if we did, we wouldn't have done it. We would have actually skipped that place altogether because it wasn't worth it for us but we didn't realize and it's our fault. We didn't see that, but I was kind of hoping she wouldn't have charged us that. But anyway, she did. And it's their rules and they have the right to do it. It was on us, but I give them two stars. So Tim was right on time and he suggested the next winery. Then he said, actually, there's a distillery across the road. And if you're keen to do that, I'll pick you up from there in the next hour. So I won't pick you up from the same location I dropped you off. It's literally across the road, So when I come back in the hour, I'll pick you up from there if you're ready. If you want to stay longer, like I said, I'll pick you up the next hour from the same spot. So now this is at Hop 8 and we are at Leo Gate Estate Wines. Ooh wee this place is beautiful. It has a restaurant attached and it's on a huge property compared to the row of shops of cellar doors that we just came from. This was what I was expecting the cellar doors to look like. This looked like a winery to me. Again, we were the only people in there. So we had Reka. Reka? Reka? R-E-K-A. She was a beautiful Hungarian woman. Wow. She knows wines. And they're so delicious. So good. These wines are yummy, yummy, yummy. We could not not buy a bottle from here. So those ones got drank that night. Just saying. Their wines are actually so good. They give them out on first class, international and business class flights on the plane. You got to be pretty good to be able to be in first class. And these are good wines. I also give this property five big Fatarui stars. So we walked through the property across the country road. Actually, we didn't walk across the road. We hopped like kangaroos because it's rural and I felt like I needed to be a kangaroo at that point. Okay, I had a couple of wine tastings at this point and we hadn't had lunch yet. So we got across the road to the Hunter Distillery. So this is the fourth now venue that we're visiting. So we literally hopped across the road and entered a totally different type of cellar door. It's a huge tin shed with lots of delicious alcoholic beverages. The service here was not quite like other cellar doors. The biggest difference here is how busy it is. We thought it seemed busy as most of the earlier places that we'd visited, we were basically the only people in there. But what we learnt the next day, we didn't know what busy was. They serve their tastings in test tubes, which is a really quirky difference. And I like little things like that. So being a distillery, they don't have wine. They have gin, vodka, snaps and liqueurs. The mystery gin was my absolute favorite. Actually, it was probably one of my favorite things from the whole day. I really wanted to buy a bottle, but they're quite big and heavy. And I didn't know how much space I would have in my luggage weight wise to be able to get it home. And it's not something that I would be able to drink. So I bought some wine, but we drank it before I flew home where I knew I wouldn't have time to drink the whole bottle of gin. Also, they're not cheap. It was $70. It's a decision to think, you know, you're going to take that home. But again, the weight thing. I think you can purchase it online and I'll put their link as well in the down below and check it out. I definitely, I really wish I did buy a bottle, but then I don't know how travels. I don't know how they deliver them. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I wish I had some right now. So again, as this was our second location in our one hour time frame, we were a little bit rushed at this location and I needed to go to the loo. So I ran around to the back to their, uh, what are they called when they're not stable toilets? To their port-a-loos that they have at the back. Yeah, they were clean, they were fine. So the only negative I had at this place was the staff were not so friendly. Compared to some of the other places where we'd just come from and the staff were so friendly. I got to know them and I got to be friends with them like I said me and Luke besties for life. They were nice. They just weren't overly friendly. So we did go back the next day for my friend to grab a bottle and it was insanely busy. It took us so long to be served and we just didn't want a tasting. We literally just wanted to buy a bottle. That's all we wanted and it took us forever, but They were so, so busy. You could barely get to the bar. So I highly recommend going on a weekday to the distillery because it is good and it's really busy on a weekend. And there's heaps of tours and oh, there was just people everywhere. So definitely go on a weekday if you can. So they also charge $5 per person for a tasting there as well, unless you purchase. Same, same. I give them four stars. I'd give them five if the service was a little bit more friendly, don't get me wrong. The staff weren't rude. They just weren't as friendly and it's harder when there's more people and I totally understand that. It, it would be a location that you would want to go to earlier but you really don't want to be sipping on spirits so early in the morning. But anyway, it would be better if there was more one-on-one time, maybe more staff, but then, you know, it's hard to do run a business like that because what if people don't come and you've got all these staff on? So I totally get it. So then Tim picked us up and suggested it was lunchtime. Maybe the spirits had got to us because I was probably talking a lot at this point. That happens to me. I mentioned I was gluten-free and he suggested Broken Back BBQ and Tapas. Another zinger from Tim. This is now Hop 10, the Estate Tuscany. There is a bunch of shop fronts here again as well. So it looks like a small shopping center. And we chose to only eat at this stop and not taste wines. We were going to go taste wines, but again, some of these winery tastings were expensive for the tasting fee. And so we knew we didn't have time. So we really just wanted to have a good lunch and then go to the next location. I got the lamb shanks and woo-wee, they were delicious. So good. $29, so not cheap, but also not bad for lamb shanks. And at this point now, at the time is 12.50. So we've already gone to four locations just before lunch. And on a wine day tour, that would be your whole day. Four wineries is normally the max. So we've had our intermission. We've had some fuel to give us some more energy to continue on on our day. So then Tim suggested we go to Pig's Peak, Hop 11, our sixth place. I had mixed emotions with this place. So it was a little bit awkward to find where the tasting was meant to be. And so you kind of go, oh, do you go down here or do you go in here? So you go in and it looks like it's the cellar door, but there was no one in there. So we were just looking at each other like, this is awkward. Are we in the wrong place? What are we doing? And then someone comes out from the back and they're lovely and they're like, hey, you here for a tasting? Like, yeah, they're like come with us. So then you follow them back and it kind of feels like you're being taken to a slaughter pen and you think, where are you taking me? And then they take you into this massive big shed where all like the wine vats are. I don't even know, no, that's what you call them. So they have tables set up and uh, the thing I didn't like was that the person serving us kept changing. So nearly every wine we tasted was a different person, which means they then walk up to you and they go, oh, so what wine did you just have? I don't know. This is your job. I don't know what I just had. It was it was white or red or whatever color it was, but then you normally taste like four or five of the same color and then you're onto something different. I don't know which one I just had. We also had to wait a bit of a while in between when they were serving other people and then they would come back to us and then do the same thing. Oh, what wine did you have? Oh, gosh, I don't know. One of these. Okay. But then when they would serve you, they were great. That was just my only little pet peeve is that I wish we had the same person stay with us the whole time so then you get a real good rapport with that person. The bonus though is that actually one of the people floating around was the actual winemaker and he was great to answer questions and so he then also stayed with us for a little bit after we got chatting and, you know, we're besties now too. (laughs) No, we're not. I don't even know his name but guess what I did? I actually bought a bottle of red wine. It's the first time ever in my life and I bought it from there. I haven't drank it yet. I'm saving it to drink it with someone special. So it was a really big deal for me to buy red, which means that their wines are good. So absolutely worth going. I give them four stars. It was good. It was really good. It's just like those, like I said, just those little awkward things where they make you feel a little bit awkward when you're like, oh, hi, new person. So then we were picked up again and we went to our next location, Hop 16 now, to Peterson Wines. So now this cellar door I remember the most due to Catherine. Catherine is magnificent. Now she knows top-notch customer service. She knows how to put on a show. She's an extremely funny woman. She knows comedy. I love comedy. I love laughing. So if someone makes me laugh, oh, they've just won me over. And Catherine won me over at first giggle. She was so good. I felt like I was at a comedy show. I've got a lot of comedian friends and I literally felt like I was sitting down having a chat with one of them across from the bar while she's also filling me up with wine. Their wine was really nice. But her show, oh, was so good. Seriously, it was the highlight of the day. My friend and I spoke about her Like three days afterwards about how funny she was. She showed us the goon bag. So the goon bag in a bag so you can go on the train and you can like start sucking on your bag and no one knows that you're actually drinking wine. Yeah, you need to see it. I've taken some photos. I'm going to put them on Insta. Uh, I don't know if I took any of you, Catherine, but oh, you need to go visit Catherine. You need to go have a laugh, drink some wine, buy some of their wine because it's good. Absolutely. I'm rating out of five, but Catherine, you get 10. (laughs) If you are listening, Catherine, you need to do stand up. You really do. It's your calling. Yes, you're good at wine. You understand it, but just stick to drinking it. Get on that stage. You need to be seen. So our eighth and final place was again across the road. So now we just walked across the road. This wasn't a country road. We didn't feel like it was so rural like the other place when we hopped across the road like kangaroos. So we went to the lamb block, lamb block, lamb block estate and the cider house. So I had been really excited because I'm a cider drinker. So I drink cider probably more than I drink wine or maybe 50 50. It depends on the day. When it's a nice hot day, I really like cider. And the cider house is around the back. So it kind of looks like a big house. And then you go around the back and then down below and that's where it is. So you can try wine there as well as cider. So the gentleman said that we should try the wine first and then cider, so we did that. Now these ciders are really good. I can be quite picky with cider because some of them I find too sweet. Some of them I find too bitter. These ciders were so good. I actually bought a bottle and I drank it before I even got home. (laughs) I was planning to maybe try and bring that home in my luggage with my bottle of red that I bought. It didn't make it home, so they get five stars. Tim was on time as usual and he dropped us back off at 4.47 p.m. It was a magnificent day. It was so good, definitely five stars. I highly recommend it to anyone It was a fantastic way to see lots of locations without the stress, especially if you don't know the area and you need recommendations like we did. We went to eight different locations, eight different places. We probably could have gone to a couple more, but because we were having so much fun that in some places we decided to spend longer there, or you could do less if you choose to. It's totally your choice, which is what I love about it. And it's not super expensive. So for fifty nine dollars, you get unlimited stops and complimentary accommodation transfers. So if your accommodation is not close to one of the first, one of the actual IHOPs, which ours was literally next door, so he didn't need to pick us up from there, he just picked us up from the stop. I would totally recommend doing it. It was amazing. We had the greatest day. Neither of us stressed at all. We just enjoyed it. We knew he would be there and he was on time. He was friendly. He was lovely. Great advice. 100%. If you're going to do it, that's a great way to do it. So, we had spoken to Tim about what we should do for dinner, and he also suggested a good place for that. So, we ended up going to Goldfish for dinner, and it was across the road from our hotel. So we walked over. It was really cold though. So it gets a lot colder than Sydney does at night. So just be aware. I'm glad that I took my big jacket with me because I really needed it. I got their gluten-free pizza. It was by far the most expensive gluten-free pizza I have ever, ever had. But it was so good. They also gave me a box to be able to take home my leftovers, which is good because I paid so much for it. I can't remember now. I think it was like $32 or something. It was really expensive for pizza. The cocktails were also really good. I like myself a cocktail, especially after a day of drinking wine. It's nice to change it up a little bit. It was literally on fire. They lit it up. It was very fancy. I like a little bit of a show. The manager was really lovely. She came over and had a chat with us as well. She was really friendly, make sure that everything was happy, everything was gluten-free and made sure that I felt safe and comfortable with what they were doing and that she knew what they were doing. And it was great. It was really good. So the next day we got up, we got ready. I ate my leftover pizza for breakfast. I didn't do buffet breakfast again. I just ate my leftover pizza. And we wanted to stop by a couple more places before our journey back to Sydney. So we had heard a lot about broken wood. It's one of the wineries that was so recommended to me. Everyone was like, you need to go there. You need to go there. It's beautiful. It's so good. Their wines are so good. The problem when people do that, often it leads to disappointment. And unfortunately, it did for us. The place is so beautiful, though. Absolutely worth going and seeing. I think you still must go. I wish we went on the Friday, but we thought we'd just go the next day. So there was a few places that we left off on purpose because we thought we can go tomorrow before we go back to Sydney. But that means now it's Saturday and Saturday is the busiest day. So maybe we shouldn't have made that choice. So I recommend if you're gonna go for two days, go like two weekdays, Thursday, Friday. And do it that way because Saturdays is disgusting. The amount of people, oh, it was by far the most impressive looking venue. It is very fancy. It's the only place that actually makes you pay for your tasting before you have your tasting. So it's $10 per person and you have to pay by card. You can't pay by cash, which I didn't like that because my friend and I both had a $10 note each and they said, no, no. So I had to put it all on my card. Yeah. Anyway, I wasn't too impressed with that. So then the the lovely girls tell you where to go and they they don't tell you where to go. They tell you which pod to go to. (laughs) So they tell you which pod to go to. So I went to the pod that they directed us to. And at that point, there was only a couple of people already on that pod. Then before we knew it, all of a sudden, we are now in a pod with 12 people trying to taste wine. So I wasn't super impressed with this experience. The wines are really nice and it's definitely worth going. I was tempted to buy a bottle, but I just didn't because we were waiting so long for our server to come back. There was one person for 12 people. How that's meant to work, I don't know. So everyone, all of us were getting a bit irritated. So I'm not sure if maybe... They were understaffed and maybe staff just didn't show up. I mean, it's a winery. Maybe they got drunk the night before on their wine. I don't know. But it was not good. We actually ended up leaving before the end because we were waiting so long. It literally took over an hour for our tasting. That's ridiculous. We were waiting so long that we were irritated. We wanted to go to some other places. We wanted to get back to Sydney. We had other things to do. So we just left. So I didn't end up buying a bottle. So we paid $10 per person and I really could have put that towards a beautiful bottle, but we were just irritated. So we left, but I would recommend going because just don't try and go on a Saturday. Ugh. So I give them two stars. Then we went to Tempest 2. Now this is back next door to where we had dinner. So we went to dinner at Goldfish. Tempest 2 is just near there. They were busy too, but they had enough staff on and we still had one-on-one with a staff member. Ting Ting, she was so lovely and she was really, really sweet and her knowledge of wine was bang on. She was really clever. They had some good wines and we ended up buying a bottle of from there as well. Actually, my friend did. She bought more bottles because she's from Sydney, so it's good where I couldn't get them all home and we couldn't drink that much wine when I was there. So then we moved a few doors up. Now, this was the most delicious treat to end on. The Smelly Cheese Factory. It sounds gross. I know. I don't know. Smelly cheese does not sound appealing or enticing, but it is good. If you like cheese, then this is a place for you. If you're lactose intolerant, avoid it. Not for you. So you go in there and there is big fridges with cheese, lots and lots of cheese, and then there is a massive fridge to the side that you can walk into that has even more cheese in it. It's cheese heaven. I saw a little sign and it said cheese tastings. $5 per person but must be pre-booked. So I thought I would just ask and check and see if they had any availability And I spoke with Sharon and Sharon was lovely. And Sharon said, I can fit you in right now. We have a space. I was like, yes, thank you. So Sharon took us over and did a tasting for my friend and I. Sharon's a gun. Whoo, she knows cheese. Lucky because she works in a cheese shop. (laughs) And saying that, I'm sure there's people that work there that don't have as much knowledge as her. She was good. We were lucky to get Sharon. She taught me actually a lot about cheese and I've done a few cheese tastings before and I feel like sometimes people would just kind of talk you through the cheese, but she actually said, you know, you can cook it with this or you could cook it this way, you could do this with it, you could have it with this, you could pair it with that. Really good knowledge. She also spoke about their quince paste that they had and that if you mix it with a soft cheese, you can get this caramel taste in your mouth. So my friend and I were super curious. And so once we finished the tasting, she sent us over to see Jack. Now, Jack, another awesome staff member, he ended up following through with all of Sharon's suggestions and he let us taste it. And, of course, it's so good. So we bought them. Ah, oh, of course that's going to happen. Massive five stars from me. You can't go to the Hunter and not go to the Smelly Cheese Factory. You really, it's a massive. unless you're lactose intolerant, then just avoid it. So there is a hostel, there is a hostel in the Hunter. I didn't stay there. Like I said, I stayed at the Mercure and that was great. But if you are on a budget and you're wanting to do it on a lower budget, then I would suggest looking into the hostels. It's a little bit out of the way. So it's not so close to a lot of the cellar doors, but I'm sure there's ways around that. So this is how I did the Hunter. Obviously there's different ways of doing it and you may do it different. You may have already been there and done it a different way. But that's how I did it and I would recommend it. We got in so much in such a little amount of time. It was cost effective. It wasn't super expensive. Doing some day trips from Sydney can be expensive. And like I said, you're spending a lot of time on a bus and you're not actually spending a lot of time in wineries. We got to eight different locations in one day for $60 and then we just bought the bottles of wine, which you would pay on top of that, plus accommodation for two nights. But we had a little getaway for two nights, so it was nice. And I will be going back, and Tim, I will be hitting you up because I will be doing it the same way again, just different cellar doors. So like I said earlier, I'm going to add all the links down below, and I will also put some images on Instagram so you can check out at With You Every Step, and you'll see all the photos from my amazing time in the Hunter Happy travels, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, open up a bottle of wine, have a drink. Thanks for listening to With You Every Step, hosted by Michelle Lee. We do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, make sure you tell everybody. If you didn't, nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Please subscribe to get up to date with our latest releases and give us a thumbs up on our social media at With You Every Step. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions or inquiries, head to the Contact Us page at our website, MichelleLee.com. That's also where you'll find all our blogs mentioned in the podcast. We love to hear from you. And if we have inspired you to travel, thanks for listening. Love life and adventure on.